0: Yo, what's going on? This is John Ross Marcus Cox coming back at you with a little way too much J.R.M.C. clip here real quick. It's been a couple of weeks. I mean, I had, I got to come over and talk to you all about the craziness that went down in uh, Jefferson County Public Schools. Yesterday was the first day of school. We've known for like a month, peeps, that like this was going to happen. I mean, bus drivers was telling them. Parents were telling them. People didn't have bus stops. People were getting – having to, their kids were having to walk to like the craziest – busy streets in the city for their for their bus stops and they're like seven eight year old have not work a half mile or a full mile whatever so it's, it wasn't surprising and to be honest our, our church county school board and the superintendent never seemed to have their eyes on the ball or like be prioritizing correctly so I mean unfortunately I don't think very many of us even expected anything otherwise honestly I mean that's like that's the that's the real crazy thing and this is like it's almost par for the course, and nobody's even really, nobody's even really questioning it. You know what I mean? And so, just want to watch a couple news clips here, give you a little, a fee- little, a little bit of my two cents, you know, in regards to them as well. So let's just listen to this first clip about what about what transpired yesterday. So this is from WLKY.
1: The last students were dropped off tonight at 9.58. That is more than five hours after the last dismissal time. Now the shift in start times was meant to help ease the delays buses across the district were experiencing in years past, but some parents obviously feeling like it's actually made things much worse. It was a stressful start to the school year for Kitty Rembert. When we caught up with her Wednesday evening, it had been two hours since her grandson George was let out of Lane Elementary. And still, no sign of the second grader.
2: This is not helping anybody. If anything, you got everybody angry and anxious and worried about their children.
1: He used to be picked up right outside his apartment, but now his bus stop is several blocks from his home, and with only one car in the family, they're unable to drive him there.
2: They have kids coming
1: 39-minute walk on Dixie Highway to right here where we're at. As we were talking, several other parents gathered wondering where their children were. But it wasn't just getting home, several parents across the district also reported problems getting their kids to school. It's just really hard with work schedules, like employers just aren't being very understanding about the changes. Um, And our bus was over 50 minutes late and I had to drive them in today. Superintendent Dr. Marty Polio said traffic problems played a big part in the morning delays, but said most were typical first day issues.
2: There's going to be delays. It's going to take some time. But what I can assure families of, that will continue to lessen and reduce as we go along in the next week to two weeks.
0: So, it'll continue to lessen over the next week to two weeks. He obviously was underestimating how much shit was about to hit the fan yesterday because – Putting kids in harms like that for two straight weeks would have been, it to me, is unfathomable. But it, I have no doubt that if the kids would have gotten home by eight o'clock last night, they would still be saying that, and they'd be in school today. So they canceled today and tom- today and tomorrow. And we're going to listen to the apology here in a you know, here in a couple minutes. Now, before then, I'm going to read you a couple things. This is from Chris Otts. So this is a, I think he's a, let's see what he is. He's a, yeah, he's a WDRB reporter, and he's honestly, He's a pretty good one. I mean, I've listened to several of his podcasts that he's done, a little uh, short podcasts and stuff. He says, what's more disturbing than my JCBS second grader getting home at 7.55? That means that this, this kid's 7. Two, 75 p.m., that's two hours late is that the bus driver cut a corner by dropping her .15 miles away from her bus stop on the side of a 30-mile-per-hour street with no sidewalk. Thank God she knew where she was and which way to walk. Where she was dropped is not within eyesight of her bus stop, and if she had wandered the wrong way, we would have never known. Heard of several elementary schools where kids were held past six, even seven, waiting on a bus to start the ride home. This seems beyond be patient. Chris goes on to clarify it this way. To be clear, to be clear, I would be totally fine with her having to walk 0.15 miles home or even 0.5 miles, but you can't but you can't just decide to drop a seven-year-old girl, he didn't say that, he said seven-year-old, somewhere different than the place you were supposed to drop her and hope for the best. Let me be clear. Christopher and Mo- Marty Polio and Corey Shoal, and... Chris Kolb and Sarah McIntosh and James Craig and uh, Marshall, whatever Marshall's first name is, and Linda Duncan and Diane Porter. It is not okay for a seven-year-old girl to have to walk a half-mile home by herself at 7.55 p.m. or at 5.55 p.m. Or at 5.55 a.m. or 7.55 a.m. Like to say that it is would be disingenuous. And it would be. We basically would just need to abolish the entire Department of Child Protective Services. If that was okay. I can't imagine my seven-year-old daughter. And let's not forget this. There's also kindergartners and first-graders that that ride these buses and get off. I can't imagine my seven-year-old daughter walking home. A half mile. I just think in my head, I have a route, I run about three and a half, four miles almost every day. I know exactly where the half mile mark would be in my run. I cannot imagine my seven-year-old having to walk that distance by herself at any time of the day. Nor can I imagine myself being okay with that. Okay, this isn't, we don't live in, in Andy Griffiths Mayberry. Nor have we ever. To say that we do would be would be denying basic fact that there are chomos everywhere, in every neighborhood, in every part of town. I know what he's doing there. He's trying to see, seem politically correct. He didn't want it to seem like he's racist or he's a misogynist or uh, shut up, Chris. It's bullshit. It's okay. Just say it, dude. Be a be a man and just say it. Here was the other thing I wanted to read. This was a screenshot I took last night from a bus driver. So I literally just got off the bus. JCPS should be ashamed. This is crazy. I've been driving for six and a half straight hours. A few of mine peed their pants after holding it for hours. And they was crying out loud. Crushed me. JCPS board. This is no way whatsoever acceptable. i would be livid about this if I had a kid in school. Hell, I am livid reading these horse words from today. This has all This always the change. It's not going to be any better for weeks, if then. And these bus stop changes are ridiculous and dangerous, to say the least. No kids should be crossing any roads unless they are monitor crossings. There are kids walking long distances on dangerous, busy roads to get to their bus stops. WTF. And I want to did, ditto all of those statements. And last night, me and Whitney, me and my wife, we were talking in, last night in the bed around, it was like It was like 10.30 at night or something. And we—I read that to her, and she started. She started tearing up. She started. She started to cry. And I was just kind of letting her go on. Oh, you know what's what's wrong? And she was like, I just can't imagine. Our oldest daughter, that's seven. I can't imagine her sitting on a bus and being scared, being scared to death because they were on buses with kids of all ages. Some of them were on there for three plus hours last night. I mean, it's obvious those last kids were on a bus for. God knows how long. But I can't imagine her sitting there, having to pee all that time and starving to death, and finally just having to let it go and pee on herself, on the bus, and then having to get up and walk by other kids that are going to remember that that, you know and they're going to see it. And kids don't have the empathy to be able to like keep this into perspective. They're going to they're going to bully those Those kids are going to get bullied probably. Who knows how long. And then to get off the bus realize that you don't know where in the hell you're at and then have to try to make a, a decision about which way to walk as a seven-year-old on a crazy busy street and that was like one of those moments where I, re- where I just realized like moms are just different you know what i mean like it i cry about stuff with my kids all the time but like i just hadn't really i was immediately pissed and all i could think about all i was doing was seeing red you know what i mean i was just mad as hell and wanted like wanted to. You know, just all I was thinking was like, dude, I would be, I'd have called a charge, if it was, if it'd been my one of my kids on that bus. That's all I could think about. And like, she wasn't, she couldn't even get there. She was past the mad part. of him, just like absolutely mortified and just scared, and empathetic for these for these little kids. You know, so I think we all need to try to make sure that we're, you know, we're doing that. The other thing I thought was interesting in the uh, first video was talking about the employers. Employers aren't being very understanding. You know what? I just, I can't even get on board with that anymore. You know, I'm not like a big, I'm obviously a capitalist. I'm a conservative person, but I don't believe in like capitalism at, you know, to the max, like where the number one priority is lowest cost possible in the market and like, Driving wages down. is like, like, I'm not one of those people. This idea that the the private sector and that just society in general has to adapt to the to the man's constant reactionary and reactionary responses and failures to react. I mean, this has been going on now since 2020. I mean, we're we're in 2023. We're talking about three years later, where the school system just expects people, real people. Just sit down and shut up and take whatever get whatever's given to them. They never thought about your getting to work times when they were doing this stuff. They didn't give a damn. The whole time they're thinking, oh, their their employer should adapt. They didn't think about your kid what time they were getting home to eat dinner. Or like how long their walk was, or how scary of a situation it was from them. They act like they they care, but the Democratic Party and Democrats in general, of which everyone on the school board and undoubtedly Marty, Marty Polio is as well, they're the most condescending, self-righteous, unaware people on the planet. And they think that you, are, you should just feel lucky that they're sending you a bus, that they're not taking all the money and putting all of it in their pocket. They gave Marty Polio a $75,000 raise, almost a 30% raise, like three weeks ago. Let's go listen to to Marty Polio's response, which is the superintendent.
2: Good morning, JCPS community. I come to you today after making one of the most difficult, if not the most difficult, uh, decision of my superintendent career, and that was to cancel day two and day three of the school year Thursday and Friday. First and foremost, I want to take this opportunity to apologize for last night. First, I want to apologize to our students. I know many of you had to wait on buses or wait in your school for several hours, and I truly apologize for that. I know how unnerving and unsettling that must have been for even our youngest students, but all of our students, and we truly apologize to you. I apologize to our families, our parents. I know, as a dad, what that must have been like, how unnerving that must have been waiting for your child to get home and not knowing exactly where they are or were. And I truly apologize for that. Our bus drivers, I know you're working so hard. I apologize to our bus drivers. We've put a lot on you in this change process. Uh, I know you are working hard. We apologize to you for the difficulties and challenges you faced yesterday. And finally, our school personnel for having to stay with our kids for multiple hours after school to make sure that they got home and trying to answer questions the best you could. I apologize to all of you for that. And the difficult part for me, it was a great day in our schools. I saw some incredible instruction, kids excited, families excited, new school buildings, and to have it end with the transportation disaster that we had last night um, was truly unacceptable. And once again, I apologize for that. I had to make this decision today because we have to get better. I can say that change is hard, and it is. The massive change we are undertaking is extremely difficult. But in the end, that can't be the excuse. We have to be better at what we are doing. And once again, I'll say this, that lies squarely on my shoulders and my team's shoulders. It is not on bus drivers. It's not on the school. It's on me and my team. And we are going to fix this. We are going to take the next four days to make sure we work extremely hard to fix the errors that are in our transportation system right now but I have to make sure our kids are safe and we will not have a repeat of what happened. And we will not be in school until I know we can get kids home safely. So here's what we're going to do over the next four days, working around the clock.
0: I was almost stopping there. We'll listen to that part after this, but let's, let's address the, th- the people, the things that he apologized for and to. So he apologized to the students. waiting for waiting several hours for buses to and from school. And again, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be a dead horse and tell the stories about the seven-year-olds and all that. But I do want you all to, we all need to try to put ourselves in our, in those kids' shoes. And I heard someone earlier, today, someone earlier today on Twitter said something to me like, we used to walk this far back in, you know, years ago. And I was like, first of all, like, what do you mean by years ago? How long are we talking here? And I was like, second of all, you sound like a person that's like, we all we all got that uncle. It was like, I walked this, I walked us go uphill both ways, nine miles. And it's not like, no, you didn't. Like, stop acting a fool. And trying to act like you're some tough, like some, t- some tough ass dude or tough ass chick or something. Like, you did not do that. And if you did, just like with the COVID stuff, with masking, they'll adapt. Just because a kid can adapt to something and made it through something, listen, I've told you, I've doc- well documented some stuff I went through, like seeing drug abuse and dad dying, of drug overdoses, and like just experiencing underage sex as a child, very, very young. Like, I don't champion those things, so like, just because we did it back in the day doesn't mean we should be putting kids in harm in imminent harm's way, and giving everybody a pass. He apologized to the parents, saying you can't imagine having a kid. You know, like it says sending my kid off on a bus half mile. So I can't imagine having sending my kid off on a bus half mile away. I just I'm like, I just cannot fathom it. And I think if there's parents out there that think it's not a big deal, like you need to call and talk to some people in other areas that where they haven't been so desensitized by their school board like we have been here. It's not okay for little kids to be done that way. Even high school kids having to walk, they can in Kentucky they can have to walk up to a mile in rain, rain or shine, sleet or snow. A mile both ways. And some do. So he apologized to the kids. I do not accept that apology because y'all knew. Y'all knew this shit was going to happen. All right, then he apologized to the to the drivers. They tried telling the board. They tried telling polio. Drivers for weeks have been saying, Hey, I've got my little... I either don't have my, my new route or... I just started, we just got our practice routes on Monday, which was like August, what is that? It was August 6th, 7th, August 7th. First time they'd driven them. They've known they were changing things for months and they didn't start practicing the routes till Monday of this week. You know what else happened Monday? A second board meeting spent and fully devoted to discussing whether or not the board was going to vote to pass. Or t- was going to vote in favor of following a a law that was recently passed by the duly elected state legislature. When their mandate is to deal with the school system, and they knew this was going to be an issue, they spent they've spent two the last two board meetings talking about whether or not little boys are going to, get to use little girls' bathrooms. Think about that. We're talking six, seven hours of meetings. Knowing this was going to happen, so I don't accept that apology either. Because the drivers shot telling you, you didn't give them time to practice their routes. They, when they once they told you that it was it was going to be impossible to do it, even if they drove it at two in the morning with no traffic, without any kids on the bus, they couldn't get to their neck to their second run in time. You didn't listen. And lastly, they said they were going to. Uh, apologize to the teachers and the staff and all that like you know i'm just tired of this like this like this narrative that everybody is always bashing teachers and bashing butchers and bashing cafeteria workers and they're the best thing to slice bread and they're like all holy is down they're they, they're listen i love teachers my mom's a teacher all that but like eventually everybody in the system is culpable I mean, maybe that makes me a terrible person saying that. I, 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 you know, I legit don't blame. I legitimately don't blame teachers for yesterday. I don't, and I don't see anyone else blaming them. So the only reason they're saying that they're saying this is because they want the narrative to be that parents are furious with teachers when nobody is. Okay, but when your first instinct when somebody's bitching about their kid getting home at nine o'clock, and they're eight. Well, that's your first instinct is to protect yourself and your profession. That's you. That's your defensiveness. That's your self consciousness. Okay, that's it's not because we're actually doing that, and this is this is a very it's a very common thing that occurs in general, and when people are like people are thinking other, they, they start projecting other people's feelings onto them thinking they know what they feel but really it's just your own self-consciousness and your own um, or your own jealousy or your or, or your own like like feelings about know, knowing something you did was wrong or whatever. So like there's we don't, we don't need to spend any time we don't need to devote any time to talking about how people aren't mad at teachers and they're the good people like no one that, that's not no one is saying that so just stop saying stop talking about it let's listen to the rest of this
2: first and foremost we are going to be reviewing all bus routes and all bus stops over the next four days for efficiency making sure that that we get all students to and from school efficiently second of all we're going to be having our bus drivers have extra days we're going to pay them extra days to practice their their new routes, which is a big challenge. I understand for them, but they need more practice with this. We're going to be improving our communication structures between families and schools and us. And finally, we are going to dramatically increase our call center 485RIDE over the next four days so that we can answer all questions for families and do the best we can to solidify all bus stops and make sure that when we come back to school, we are efficient, Uh, and safe, and getting our students home safely. I appreciate your patience. Thank you so much. And once again, I apologize for the challenges.
0: So there you have it. Let's talk about the four things they're going to do over the next four days. So again, they've canceled the next two two, two days of school. After going ahead and rolling the dice yesterday on the first day, can you imagine... set and sail on the Titanic without knowing 100% that at a bare minimum you can get kids to school and home from school safely. You know, a lot of times you can't control the variables that have in school. Like if it's a school shooting or there's fights or whatever. Like You can't control that. Like you can't guarantee you can get them home. Get them to school and home safe. Probably, probably not a good idea. Just to, throw, just to roll the dice. Four things he's gonna do over these next four days. Two of which Thursday and Friday today. One of them's today. So like theoretically, the first day is gonna be spent trying to get the ball rolling on these things. And then they got one weekday, which is tomorrow, Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday, and then Monday at five AM is when everything else starts. So we're gonna review all bus routes and all bus stops for efficiency. Am I the am I a crazy person thinking like Okay, well, if you hadn't done that already fifteen to 25,000 times, considering you're using AI to make these routes, I mean, you literally click a button. Like, what what's going to change over the next four days to make you be able to do that? Without totally abandoning the system that has no no human input because it's artificial intelligence. And Google, truth is, this is like a proof positive that technology isn't quite where we need it. Because they literally thought in Kentucky, not Chicago or Kansas City or somewhere where it's totally squared up and like the infrastructure road system is all laid out and there's no gravel roads or cur- weird curves because of a river or whatever. But they could just use Google Google Maps. That doesn't take into account sidewalks because it has no idea. Doesn't take into account railroad crossings. Doesn't take into account a safe place to stand on the corner that doesn't take into, plan, uh, take into account like, I don't know, sexual predators if when within close range. Because there's actually a one mom that came out and said that they had her little girl standing on the corner of a cul-de-sac of someone who is a sex, sex predator the house right next to it. They use the system that's t- only taking those things into account. What over the next four days is going to change? So I'm calling bullshit on that. Two, gonna have our bus drivers drive extra days, pay them extra days, to practice their new routes, which is a big challenge. But they need more practice. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. They need. They, they should have been practicing before Monday. Probably, probably should have been practicing last month. Truth is, y'all wanted to spend that month of payroll on other nonsense instead of paying your bread and butter. Not to mention that. Okay, let's say you pay all of them over the next four days to practice their routes. That means they'll have eight straight days of running the roads for hours on end, eight to ten 11 hours a day, having to deal with hundreds of school, school-age kids, trying to keep their composure and make them get, you know, keep them you know home safe. They've got to remain diligent and stay focused to be able to do that. On very little sleep. In a sedentary-type situation, I don't think that's a good idea either. Three, they're going to improve our communication structures between families and schools and us. Well, to me, it's just it's just an abomination that that wasn't a central point of concern in the first place because people have been trying to call a bus, pound, c- bus compound for like a month and ain't going to get an answer. And lastly, they're going to dramatically increase our call centers over the next four days so we can answer all questions for families, The the best we can i'm glad he threw that in there so we can solidify all bus stops the best we can listen if there's one of these four things that are not going to be accomplished it's that they're not going to find be able to find hire get people through background checks and train them to answer questions about probably the most complex student busing situation in the United States of America. They're not going to be able to do all that in four days. It's it's, ac- it's actually impossible. It's not statistically impossible. It is impossible. And again, people have been telling you they couldn't get a hold of people for weeks. Why are you just now doing it? <sighs> fact of the matter is, this is why they're just not doing it. Marty, Marty polio, I actually don't think he's a bad dude like seems like he's a nice guy, kind of gooberish like like our governor Andy Bashir has to execute the plans of the most inept school board, possibly in the history of our country. They've spent multiple meetings discussing whether or not they were going to implement a state law that was just passed that ain't your role bro chris cole james craig Corey Shoal, joe marshall linda duncan diane porter Sharon mcintosh that is not your job your job is to implement the laws that are passed and abide by them with the school system and more importantly most importantly Your number one job is getting these damn kids to school and home in a safe manner. If you can't do that, you have no business talking about anything else. They're obviously not going to fix... Our literacy rates are abysmal. Our math proficiency rates are abysmal. The... Ra- the, the racial, like the, or the educational attainment gaps between racial minorities and white kids is abysmal. The choices and the resources between the, the haves and have-nots is abysmal. Get back to basics. Stop doing the crap you're doing and realize that you are not as smart as you think you are and also, I think most of you should resign, and we should get other people in there. And then, lastly, talk to my legislature people. Break this thing up, man. It's embarrassing that y'all are letting this go on. You know, like, people say, what's the big city, though? Let let them, let them, let them, let them, uh, uh, what do they say, like, the crap where they eat or whatever. Let them, let them, they've made their cake, let them eat it. That's Listen, that's ridiculous. Because we're talking about we're talking about children, at the end of the day. It shouldn't even be political to fire these to make changes and to break the system up. Because at the end of the day, it's about kids. And yeah, I don't have kids in the system because I pulled them, and I homeschool my three school age children, and I will be homeschooling our, my, our fourth kid once he's school age. But I coach a lot of these boys, and they're great. They're great little boys, and they're from all backgrounds. And like I just can't. We got practice tonight at six. Football practice. I mean, our first game on Saturday. And I'm just so sad for them, you know, that like they're going to have to, you know, probably be late, miss practice, leave early, be or or, or come to practice and be dog, be dog tired, you know. And even if I like cancel practice and don't have it, and we play our game Saturday, if they lose, they're going to blame themselves. They're not. They're not going to be able to understand that like. They couldn't expect anything else, because they were didn't have the sleep, didn't have the mental capacity, the you know nutrition or whatever. Because again, parents can't even feed them when they're on the bus that long. So like, there's no winners in this situation. We want to beat up on our political opponents, and, I, and I'm doing that right now in this video. But like, at the end of the day, it's not about that. I don't really give a damn about Chris Cole. But I really don't. His life is not fake mine whatsoever. And if he wants to meet me up on the street somewhere, like, hey. I can be the old me, snap of a finger, if I got to be. This is about kids, loving our kids, stewarding the next generation. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Tweet, comment, share it. You know, Email me, all that good stuff. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all that. Wait, W-A-Y, the number two, M-U-C-H, J-R-M-C, way too much J-R-M-C podcast. Thanks a lot for listening. Talk soon.